Welcome to the Startup Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Langford, founder of Startup Creative, your go-to source for straight-up business advice. Hi, and welcome back to the podcast, Amy. Oh, I'm so happy I get to be here and we get to chat. It's so nice. And I think today's conversation, we don't know where it's going to go, but we're sitting here as two creatives in business, as friends and colleagues and collaborators, and keen to just have a bounce of a conversation with a a like-minded human who can help to make sense of the world. And I guess like today, I guess our vision, I'm feeling very raw and vulnerable and just a Mm. bit moody probably, (laughs) Um, but keen to just have that real conversation. Like let's get real about the human side of being a creative and running a business and running a business where you have a lot of expectations of people on you. Yeah, this is such an important conversation and I'm so glad that I have you to unpack this with. I think creatives, entrepreneurs, we need each other to talk about this because it's very real. We get very burnt out if we're not careful. You know, we're real people behind these creative projects, behind these businesses, and it's very overwhelming and hard at times and we need to unpack it. We need to make sure that the way that we're doing business the way that we're creating is, you know, is serving us, not just serving everybody else. I think so many of us just martyr ourselves Mm. to, you know, in the name of being generous to others without realizing that it's a death sentence and that they can't sustain it. Yeah, I think that's real. And I know I often have these conversations and podcasts and have kind of that outcome. And I'm trying to like, I'm already thinking of what are people going to get out of this? Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that is the constant struggle is as business owners, we're in this place and, you know, it doesn't take long to pick up a marketing webinar or, you know, look at social media tips and it's like, show up, be generous, give stuff for free, do this, do that. And we do it. We get up and we're like, cool, how can I be of service? I want to stand out. I want people to to come and, you know, interact with my business and to sign up and to, mm-hmm. you know, do the things. Um, but then there's those moments where it's like, hang on, how much am I over committing here? How much am I like, you know, killing myself in the process of trying to stand out in the business marketplace and do all the things? Yeah. I think that, For so many of us, we get so entrenched in this world of like, how can I be generous? How can I be of service? Like even with this podcast, how is this podcast going to serve people that we forget to kind of just come home and be like, you know, first of all, is this what I want to be doing right now? Do I need to be resting? Do I need to be working? Like we just forget, I think, to come home to ourselves and looking after ourselves because we're so focused and in the thought pattern constantly of, well, how will this be of service to others? And I find myself even like in moments of real, like emotional, spiritual growth. And I'll be like journaling, doing the work, like really like, wow, Amy, this is a massive stage of level up. And before I've even reached, you know, a conclusion of that, before I've even understood how much growth I've had, I'm already thinking about how can this be of service to others? I'm already thinking about sharing it. I'm already thinking about how this can you know, be a part of my creative endeavors rather than just sitting in it and allowing it to have time, like for me, just letting it be my own for a moment because we're stuck Mm -hmm. in those patterns because of being business owners, of 
how can I make impact and how can mm. I connect? And that's, I mean, it's amazing. But at the same time, we have to make space for just sitting with our own stuff and looking after our own, you know, well-being. Yeah, I, that's such a beautiful point around the balance, right? Because it's mm. like you can't show up and you can't be a good business owner if you're not taking care of yourself and finding those moments where it's okay to just not be doing it all, you know? Do you, it's almost like the lie that we're sold around that hustle mentality, isn't it? It's like we get dragged into and it, it makes sense. Like, you know, there's days where I'm like, I just don't even want to know where my phone is because the data input that that phone like is screaming at me from all the different apps and, you know, accessibility is like, it's like, can't be good for our brains. I think about that all the time. I love when I lose track of my phone. I'm like, where is it? Like, and then I'm like, just leave it be, Amy. Just like have that detachment because it is, it's a constant stream of data. And like, there's a big discussion to be had around here, around tech business and just like having space for ourselves and the lack of boundaries. You know, tech tech mm. makes boundaries a huge issue. Like we're constantly connected to the client. We're constantly able to be accessed. And most of us, myself included, have huge issues with those kind of boundaries. And I make myself, you know, accessible all day <laughs> until I go to bed to anybody who wants a piece of me. Mm. And again, that's that, that balance thing that you're talking about. Like, how can, how can I create balance? Like the, t- the phone and the internet and social media is an amazing tool for connection and I need it and I love it. And I love that I've entwined my business within it, but it is also a portal for burnout and mm. because people can have access to us whenever they fucking want. And unless we put the mm. boundary in, like we're just going to be giving and giving and giving until there's literally nothing left. That's exactly it. It's like, this is no, people will always take as much as they possibly can mm. from you because, and I think that's almost the danger as consumers too, is that we've almost created that, you know, we're the customer and we're right and we get to mm. demand this of you. And I think sometimes when, I don't know about you, but it's like when you do genuinely want to show up and be generous, and I know that you do that a lot in your business, it's almost like when you get to those points where you're like, hey, I need a rest or I need to refuel or I need to, I'm not going to be able to get back to you straight away or I might drop the ball on that for a hot second, but I'm a human as well. And I'm most of the time I'm going to show up with abundance, um, but I'm also going to need that grace of, you know, I'm also struggling with my health and well-being, mm. with my relationships, with my personal time, my downtime, my exercise, you know? Yeah, it's exactly what you said. It's like there's, especially with small businesses and when there's only one person or a few people behind the business, like I think the internet and social media does us a disservice because it kind of divorces us from our own humanity and people Mm. forget that we are, you know, human beings who have relationship issues. You know, I haven't been sleeping well at all, like hardly sleeping at all for the last week. Of course, that's going to have an impact on my work. But do people have space to understand that? It's very hard for some reason. And I think, again, it has a lot to do with social media for people to understand that we are undulating, ebbing and flowing, that sometimes we're not going to be okay, that sometimes we want to tap out. I mean, 
I know that you understand this intimately, like where's that space for like our Mm. humanity to intersect with our business? And can we be thriving as entrepreneurs and creatives whilst at the same time honoring the fact that, you know, some days are going to be shit. Some days we're not going to want to talk to people. Some days we we won't be able to show up in the way that people require, require in inverted Mm. commas us to. Yeah, for sure. It's almost like, I, and I think that it comes back to that boundary, right? Is that mm. no one's going to give you that space unless yeah. you take it for yourself. And then this is my question. And how do we undo this is, and I know that you're the same because Amy and I were just talking about how she's having trouble sleeping. And I feel like I'm like, have not been nourishing my body at all lately. Mm-hmm. And now my body is like, hey, we're going to need some like nutrients in here. Like yep. can you help it, help us out. Like we're really tired. <laughs> um, and it's that how do you, and I know that, and I know that I need to stop and to slow down and to start exercising and things. Um, but the the voice in the head that starts when you stop, you know, or when you try to step back or when you, you know, put up a boundary and then then what happens is like you actually go into battle with yourself yeah totally so I think there's like there's two big parts of this conversation and the first part is we need to establish a relationship with our consumers that leave space for our humanity but the more important conversation is we need to establish a relationship with ourselves that leaves us space to recognize our own humanity because whilst we need to set up boundaries with the people that we connect with like that's really important what's more important is that we we create boundaries within ourselves so that we have space to do what we need to do. And I write and talk a lot about this, like the hustle culture that we live in and the productivity obsessed society that we move through, like it doesn't leave us a lot of space for grace in terms of these kind of things. We don't have a lot of space to allow ourselves, you know, a day off because we fucking feel like a day off. You know, we have those stories that just keep turning around, you know, oh, you know, that we are enough, you're not measuring up. Like if you want to be at the top, you're going to have to be giving more than the rest at these stories, you know, Mm. constantly bombarding us with this idea that if we're not burning ourselves out, working ridiculous hours, then we're never going to, you know, in inverted commas again, like make it. And I think it's an illusion. It's a myth, but it's a really convincing myth. Mm. That's it's so convincing. Like even when you're saying this, I'm like, No, like I know, like I can feel my whole body being like, yes, like give me a day off. (laughs) But then even as you're saying that, I'm like, no, but you have to keep going, you know, mm. like that. I don't know whether that's an overachiever in me, but how do we slow it down? How do we, yeah, how do we shut that voice up? So many entrepreneurs and creators, you know, we are hungry and we're ambitious. And I honor that part of us, like, you know, the way that you, create and make K is fucking incredible and like I honor that but there also has to be space within our eagerness and ambition and just ability to work fucking hard there has to be space for us to make this practice consistent and that means rest and that means Mm. slowness and that means changing our pacing when we need to change our pacing I think that we're sold the story that it has to be one pace in order to get success But we, again, this comes back to we're human. We're not machines. We don't have one pace. Every single day is going to look different. And do you have the compassion and the relationship with yourself to allow those different paces to take place? It changes in like a, you know, minute by minutes kind of thing, like always checking in with yourself. Like, what do I need right now? Where, where am I at? Like actual connection with self and understanding what it is we need rather than this 
this pace will get me to success. That's the story I've been sold. That's the story I'm buying into. And I'm going to follow it no matter what fucking happens to my body, no matter what happens to my mind, no matter what happens to my relationships. We need space for nuance and nuance Mm. isn't very sexy and it isn't very, it's very difficult, I think, to live a life of nuance because it requires flexibility and it requires compassion and it requires getting it wrong. But that's what we need in order for us to be successful and to be consistent and to be nourished humans and and to be joyful and abundant in all the ways. Mm, yeah, that's really powerful. I felt my body relaxing as we were talking <laughs> then. I'm like, yeah, okay. And I think that's it. It's like the, that idea of this one pace. And I often come back to that reminder of, you know, the seasons in life and how all of nature, all of like, even if you go back, if you've ever watched the Cosmos series. On, oh, yes. It used to be on Netflix. I don't know if it is still. But looking at like these ages of yeah. where the entire planet got wiped out and rejuvenated and, you know, you can see it in the sun coming out or even just recently the weather changing and you're starting to feel a bit more crisp in the evenings and the mornings. And I love watching the ocean and the tides, you know, it's like everything in life reflects back to us, the the seasons and the ebb and the flow but we don't allow, we, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the consumerism and the pressure and the expectations and the, you know, you're, you're showing up for me like this. So I'm going to, you're going to have to always show up for mm. me because I need you from that space as a business owner. And yeah, forgetting that it's, we don't allow ourselves to yeah. have that pace in our ups and downs of life. And if we don't, fully embrace and acknowledge the fact that we have different pacing and we ebb and flow, then we can't expect the people we work to respect that either. And then obviously there's going to be people out there who just refuse to allow our humanity and they're always going to be very difficult people to connect with, but nobody will be able to respect us as an undulating, you know, complex human being if we don't first understand that we are undulating and ebbing and flowing and, and like our world around us constantly changing. And so we have to be the example, which is something I find really difficult. Like, Mm. and I notice it to this day, like, I'm still really working on this. Like, I'll be fucking exhausted. Like, I'm having a big time with my central nervous system. Like, I can feel I'm having issues with anxiety. Like, I have a very temperamental body. And so small things can really throw it to the side. And I can feel at the moment, got a lot of nervous energy. Like, I get frights very easily. I'm very nervous. So this is a time where I need to be serving my central nervous system. And I know how to do that. I've learned how to do that. But I still am making myself completely accessible to everybody who needs me all the time. So I'm not teaching what I know to anybody. Mm. I'm not leading by example. I'm martyring myself in the way that I allow myself to be accessed in moments where I'm not, I'm not, you know, a hundred percent. I'm not, I'm quite an anxious person right now, yet everyone still has the same access to me that they do when I'm in a good space. It's, I'm not being a good example. I can't expect anyone to change their behavior. And this is the shit that we have to work on. And it comes back mm. to recognizing that my pace has to change. And then looking at what does that look like? Because so many of us don't even fucking know what a slow pace looks like because we've never been taught to, to practice it and to indulge in it. We just don't know what it looks like. Mm, for sure. It's really interesting like that idea of always being accessible and available, which on a lot of levels serves, right? I would Mm. say that we've both built Instagram followings and an abundance of opportunities Mm. because of that ability to show up in that way. 
it doesn't mean it's always easy and it doesn't mean we always want to be there um, mm. or it, it's, you know, natural for us. Um, so on some levels it's it has served us. But then how do you create that boundary? Because it's like, is it that we are offering too much and not like peeling back or is it that that is the consumer behavior that we it's almost like it's so transactional you know if I if I give you money then you will do Mm, this then you and yeah that there and it's like yeah how do we shift that is it I guess it's maybe a bit of both worlds because yeah yeah I think it's definitely both and there's definitely like we have to look at the culture around it, surrounding it. Like exactly as you say, like with this like new world of entrepreneurship and there's a lot more people who are making their own magic and following their creative calling and making their own businesses. I think we're still treating it almost as in like an employer-employee kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. So when we're paid by clients or, you know, when the people that we want to connect with pay us, we they feel like they are owed and or own us like OWN like that they have possession of us in the same way that perhaps an employer and an employee like feel like they they are owned by them they're owned by their bosses because of that transaction of money and both are icky to me like I really freaking hate it like I hate the idea of like yeah like it's an when the transaction of money happens that you are like almost taken possession of and if they're constantly feeling like you owe them rather than it being a transaction of, you know, creativity, not obligation and like a a transaction of generosity rather than of, you know, of ownership. Exactly. It's like, Hey, I see you and I value you and I value what you do. And I would be honored to work alongside you. You yeah, know, that's what I expect. For, that's what that's my hope for all of my coaching clients is that they're like, I value what you have to offer. Can I transact with you to to learn from that value? And for me, um, like I want I want that collaboration in that transaction of like I will will be an open book and everything that I have is yours, and I will do whatever I can to make your dream a reality mm. alongside you. I'm not going to do it for you. I will come to the table and work with me, which is just like any team leadership training and advice is that is the best possible way to get outcomes is to collaborate, not to for one person because it's that synergy, right, that happens Mm. when two creative minds come together and one person is like, I have an idea and the other person's like, I've got business experience and I had and know how to make it a reality. But it should be a co-mingled collaboration Mm. that synergy when I think of the word synergy I think like you know like a vortex that's like on fire and it's just like once you're swept up in that vortex it's just this impulsive energy that makes you makes things you know come to life yeah fuck I love that image yeah I just wrote down as you were speaking that I feel like a lot of the times, and this is just a big thing in the coaching world, I feel, is that clients purchase a product and they believe that we are a product rather than a service or, you know, a collaboration. And so they feel like they've bought a thing rather than a human. And then we're taught, then then we're treated as objects rather than a soul who wants to interact with your soul and who wants to create magic together. Yeah, that's huge. It kind of gave me shivers <laughs> then. I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that. And then 
share maybe if, if you don't mind a little bit around some of those things that maybe you do to help uh, help get back, um, you know, asking for a friend <laughs> on uh, how to get back into that, you know, into that healthy boundaries and relationships and and um, flow of your own life. Yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, this will always be an ongoing lesson for me, I think. And, you know, the more I do this work, the more I'm realizing what works for me. I always journal every morning. And so this is a really like, it's like a meeting with myself and it's a real coming home to my own humanity. Like I live and breathe my work. And I was speaking to my partner about this yesterday. I'm like, it's very difficult for people like us whose work is who we are. Like I can't separate my work from myself because my work is Amy. Like it's my creation. It's my, you know, it's the way I think it's the way I do. Like my work is me. And so it's hard to kind of separate that. And I don't want to separate it because again, it's like my vitality. It's my creation. Like my work is just like being me publicly. And I love, and I love that, but that, that doesn't mean that I am, you know, always in public. It doesn't mean that I should always be working. And so when I come to my journaling in the morning, it's kind of like just a time to like come home to my own humanity. And I just allow whatever's on my heart to pour out. I just really let a space for the business side of things to go to the side and just letting like that kind of inner child, the very vulnerable parts of me just come to the page so I can witness myself in who I really am. And so I can take care of myself in any ways that I really need to before thinking about what others need from me. And so it's just a space just for me with me to really care and examine and be curious about what's happening. And that is every morning, like every single morning, I just sit down, I do it and it really brings me home to where I'm actually at and how I can actually service, serve myself. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And it's, it's so true in that, I mean, even when you said it out loud, it's like being you is your business. Mm-hmm. And you like I can feel that heaviness almost and the burden of that too. It's because it's like you create the business. Um, you know, it, it's like I, I think what I have been learning is like, is this me, you know, posting on social media to project the image that I think people want to see of me or is this a genuine post you know of like a interaction and on the weekend I really tried to not be on my phone and to not Instagram and it was like this um of just like having moments for myself that not everything needs to be content (laughs) oh my god (laughs) it's so it's such an addictive way of thinking. And that just comes back to what I was saying before. Like, you know, I have moments of real growth. And before I've really got to the magic of it, I'm already thinking, could this be content? And again, like it's part of the magic that I put out in the world is the fact that I am very generous with what I share. And I share a lot of my life. But does everything need to be content? No. Mm. And being intentional about what you keep to yourself and being like, no, this is mine. This is my life. I think that there's a lot of value in that. Um, and in a way, it's a it's a kind of boundary that you're, you know, treasuring stuff for yourself. And maybe later you share it, but for now it's mine. And, and you know, it just gives a sense, again, it brings, it reminds me of my own humanity, which is mm. so easy to forget in a world where we are constantly sharing and constantly endeavoring to connect. Mm. I was just thinking then too around, um maybe some practical boundaries and I know for me like something that I try to do like when I was I was a couple of weeks ago I was filming and I was back home and 
there it like I didn't expect the week to be so busy and I got to halfway through the week and I like started crying to my dad <laughs> and he was just like well <laughs> like didn't know what to do and I could feel my whole body worked up and one of the first things I was like okay I went to bed that night, really worked up, and I laid in bed and I was like, when you wake up in the morning, you need to put an automatic reply on because it, that for me is the boundary of like I there's, I think there's my own inner battle is and everything, I need to get to everything straight away. I need to do it now. And my little brother recently reminded me of a thing that dad used to always say to us, which is like, why put off to tomorrow what you can do today? And I never really remember dad saying that as a kid, but Reese was like, it was drummed into him. And I was like, okay, so that means I would have subconsciously been picking that up. And that makes sense as to why I feel like I need to always be available and always do something for when somebody asks. And so for me, it was like, if I can just put up a, a, um, a automatic reply then I'm buying myself some time. <laughs> I love that. And again, that's you honoring your own pace. That's mm. you being like, no, my pace is not answering emails each day. And I'm going to articulate that to everyone. So everyone knows that that's not my pace. I love getting an order response from a creator who says, I can't get back to you. I've seen yeah. one who's like, give me a week. And I was like, oh, bravo. I'm in awe. Like, that's just so cool. And like, I was only excited to read that. And because and it re- reminded me immediately, it reminded me, oh, yeah, I'm communicating with a fucking human and they need space. Mm, and they obviously yeah. really freaking respect their time. And I really respect that. And yeah, yeah I love that. Because sometimes I think you, well, I don't know about you, but I definitely feel like it's a sign of weakness if I'm not keeping up. And that's probably not outing myself as like a bit OCD, like high achiever <laughs> mentality. But um yeah, it's like, and so it, it's really humbling for me to put an order reply on or mm-hmm. to, to say sorry, you know, for the delay in getting back to you. And I think that's obviously my lesson to learn, but I think that that's a beautiful reflection of like also create, like generating the kind of people that you want to be working with or alongside mm-hmm. or, or for um, who, who can meet you in that space and be like, cool, I respect you for that. Yeah. And I don't think that the fact that you found that humbling, like, I feel like we're programmed to believe that that is a sign of weakness. Like that's the programming. That's the story that we're sold. The more productive you are, the more worthy you are. That's the story that's literally everywhere. I can feel it every day in some form. Mm. And so when we reject that programming, we're, you know, we're breaking a loop. We're reprogramming ourselves. We're making a new story for ourselves and we're rewiring the way that we work. And that's a massive thing. And Mm -hmm. like, that's just like, you know, it's like, that's what we are here to do as humans is to break those cycles that we're trapped in that are not serving us. We're here to, you know, do the really hard thing. And it is really hard, but, you know, deviate. Mm realize that that's not in service to ourselves and create something new. And it was obviously uncomfortable for you because you did something really hard, which was break the regular programming that we've been Mm. fed by society. To me, it's really exciting. And the more we can do that, the more we can feel that resistance. Like I try and do a thing and I'm going to admit here, I'm not very good at it. I try and do weekend Wednesdays Yeah, and I suck. 
<laughs> but I at least try and get the morning to be rest of Wednesdays. And I feel the resistance every time I wake up on a Wednesday. I'm like, no, you know, yesterday wasn't productive enough. My Friday is really weird. So I really shouldn't take Wednesday off. And that resistance is me trying to stay in my old programming. You know, I want to stay with the stories that remind me of I'm worthy because I'm productive. I don't want to be in the scary land of, you know, what could actually happen if I went a little bit slower in service to myself because I don't know. Mm. And that's so fucking terrifying to me. But I will never know unless I do the brave thing and break out of that loop and honor mm. my fucking weekend Wednesdays and okay, everyone's doing this. <laughs> when I get back from Melbourne, we are doing a weekend Wednesday together. Okay, I'll let's text go to you. a gallery or something. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Let's fill up. It's funny that you say that because I remember when I first like my first year in business and I interviewed this guy who ran a coffee shop that I really admired. It was so busy. He had a family and Every Friday, I think it was Fridays, yeah, we lived on the Gold Coast at the time, but he used to go and take himself out for lunch. And sometimes he would fly to Sydney for the day for lunch or to Melbourne. And the mentality was like, I need to be out experiencing hospitality and feeling my creativity around the hospitality industry so that I can make a better cafe, like my cafe can be the best. And it was an incredible cafe. And uh, I remember being so inspired by that and being like, goals, you know? Yeah. And the reality is it's like it's that's not too hard to do. It's just putting, giving yourself the grace to do that and not being caught in, yeah, almost that rat race employer mentality of, mm. no, 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 it's a weekday so I need to be at a desk. Yeah. So many of us, um, when we choose to do the brave thing and we, you know, move into doing our own business, we move to become full-time artists, we move into entrepreneurship, we have so much guilt and shame follow us after we make that brave move because we've broken what is expected of us and we have, you know, deviated from the norm that we carry shame around with us thinking that, you know, we need to work extra hard to prove ourselves because we've done something so different. You know, this was my story. Like when I decided, well, I always knew I wanted to be a full-time author and I felt like shit because of that. And I talk about this all the time, but I think it's so important. Like I felt, I thought that made me lazy. I thought that made me, you know, I thought it made me like a child. Like I was so foolish to want something like that. And so when I, you know, dove into being an author full-time I compensated by with that and I you know tried to mask my shame by working the nine to five hours even though it wasn't Mm. in service to me and I would I wouldn't deviate from it because I was like oh if I dare to be a full-time creative then I can't deviate from the nine to five work week because that's just too much like I have to at least Mm. look like I'm working in a regular schedule because I was so ashamed from having broken these rules and from having from doing the thing that I that I really loved. Yeah, it's just even I can it's so funny. This is like therapy. I'm so glad we did it. <laughs> um, I can feel my body relaxing because we Amy and I had a conversation the other day and very grateful for the opportunity to have someone like Amy who we can bounce ideas of what's going on behind the scenes in our business. And you know, I'm working on a, a new product at the moment and I've kept procrastinating about it and kept, um, you know, like I've got this never-ending to-do list around it and it just none of it's kind of happened and I actually kind of learnt this in Tantra and it kind of makes sense of like, you know, we tr- we're trying to juggle and keep the balls afloat 
and it, it gets harder and harder and then you get, you know, I noticed myself being frustrated that I wasn't getting that to-do list done. And then when I ran into Amy in an event a couple of weeks ago, we just had this split little conversation and I was like, I need to call you and dive into that deeper. And so we did. And getting off the phone to that, it was like permission to drop the juggling balls and just be with exactly what is. And it's that in itself has provided that relief of the pressure. And it feels like kind of like, you know, the the balloon's been popped or like it's got a hole in it and it's seeping out and it's no longer trying to, trying so hard. And that I actually now just to get to sit back and because I've stopped the juggling and giving all my energy to juggling and I've dropped the balls and I lean back, there's all this, it feels like a rush of energy back to me. And now I can look for the best creative solution to move forward. And I think that is for me what Mm. maybe what your Wednesdays are meant to be for you. You know, it's like you can't keep juggling and find a creative solution. Yes. I think when we, when we start a business, when we do the brave thing, we think that it has to be a push and we think that it has to be hard. And yeah, sometimes it's really fucking hard. And oftentimes it does feel like a push, but it doesn't have to be. And if we can invite ease, like we can invite ease into our journey. And I think a lot of us like literally refuse to believe that, you know, we can let go of things that aren't serving us. We can invite rest into our lives. Like these are all things that we can and should do. It doesn't always have to be hard. It doesn't always have to feel like you're forcing it. You're allowed to just like literally exhale and be like, you know what? That's just not in service to me right now. Let's just give it a fucking break. And let's just literally do nothing today and see what happens. We can't expect to be making the best decisions for our business to be, you know, having the best ideas when we're like holding so much and when we're so exhausted and when we feel obligated to so many different things, but that's how we feel we should be working, but it's not how our best work gets done. And we need to, we need to let go. Like Mm. literally like I haven't met a creative who doesn't just need to let go. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so vital to, you know, why we're good at what we do is because we're, we can be creative and we can, you know, articulate or write or, you know, speak to camera and give opinions. But in order for us to be in that best version of ourselves, it, it does need to take that time out. And I just, whilst you were thinking, uh, talking then, I was thinking about um, the holistic psychologist as an mm. Instagram account. And, you know, there's a And the quote that came to mind was like, what you focus on expands. And I've always talked about that with Startup Creative. And I just thought then it's like every time I come back to observing her business model and the way that she has built her career, it for me has, it's like it is that breath of fresh air. And it's like if, if I focus over, let's say, on like a more intense you know, marketing, Gary V, yeah, hustle yeah. mentality, and that's the person that I'm taking advice from, then what that what you focus on is expand. So you're going to mm. feel like you need to play to that. And, you know, in the beginning of my business, it did, it did serve me on some levels. Um, but then if I look now at the holistic psychologist and it's like she shows up with authenticity in mm. all of her ups and downs, she pretty much just shares quotes on her Instagram mm. She has a membership and she's written a book, you know, like it's so simple. It's Mm. so authentic. And also you can't get to her, 
right? Yes. You, you cannot you feel like her. you're connected to her. Yeah. But you're but you can't buy her time, you know? Yes. Yes. And look at her. She's and I think sometimes it's like we're like, we have to always be available, we have to always be accessible mm-hmm. and stuff so that but when I look at her business model, I'm like, what's working for her is her being her authentic self. Yes, literally. I think that I, I love that you that you noticed that and talked about that. I think it's so true. Like we think the complexity again is the is the road to abundance, but again, and we think that being pushing it and forcing it is the road to abundance. But what if simplicity and ease is the road to abundance? We're never taught that. It's a huge, hugely new story for us to really understand. But it's legitimate and it's valid and we need to start exploring it yeah absolutely and I think that's it it's like and it'll come I think it it definitely ebbs and flows like Mm. you know there will be times with ease and abundance and there's times where I wrote my book and it was you know hectic struggle and hard and I'm sure you know you're meeting a deadline um but I think yeah you're right it's like that question of when it, is this the right time for this? Or, you know, actually right now, what if the person that I put at the centre of how I want to run my business is somebody who's doing it more simply, mm. you know, and if I focus on that, then that's mm. that validation. And I know that you talk a lot about comparison mm. and, um, you know, maybe maybe you can talk to that a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes that's half the problem is that we feel like we can't stop because we're always looking at what other people are doing better than us. Yeah. First of all, I just want to say that comparison can be a roadmap to where you want to go. And we've just, we've just done that as an example with looking at Dr. Nicole, like she is such a beautiful person to compare yourself to because when we compare ourselves to them and we feel desirous of what she has, we can use it as a roadmap. And, and yeah. Yeah. And I think that's important to note that even though jealousy and comparison can definitely hurt, like, is it teaching you something? And I think when we feel an attraction like that, and I I love the way Dr. Nicole sets up her business. And I love the way she is. And she reminds me that people don't need that one-on-one intensity to learn, you know, like I learned from UK and we've had, I, I was your client, had one-on-one time and I learned a lot from you, but I also learned just as much, if not more, just from witnessing you moving through your life. We don't always need that intense one-on-one access, mm. access, access, which I think is what people believe they will get most value out of. Like having like that really intense ownership of someone means they'll get the most out of them, but that's not always true. And I think Dr. Nicole like is a great example of that because we learn so much from her and yet we don't have personal access to her. So she, I feel like indicates a beautiful way of how we can compare and then learn what it is that we are desirous of and we can use jealousy as a roadmap. But yes, in so many other ways, comparison could just make us feel extraordinarily small, insignificant, and it leads to more hustle culture because we don't feel enough and we feel in order to kind of measure up to all these people that we've put on pedestals that we have to seriously engage in hustle culture, which will only lead to burnout and will and it's not addressing the actual comparison problem at hand and we're going to be in a consistent uh, pattern of comparison until we realize that our issue is with ourselves and our it's our relationship with ourselves mm, yeah that is so powerful and I think at the end of the day like this podcast and hopefully what people will get out of it is like that it, we're human and 
where our lives, and I think this is where reminding myself right now, is that I never started a business in order to lose my quality of life. Like the reason I started my business was because I was like, I I did not have a, a quality of life and I never want to be the person that is chained to emails and pressured to be on social media or to show up and mm. when, when it doesn't feel right for me. Yes. The other day I was, I did a talk and I was looking at our core values. And if you just Google core values, there's often like big lists of core values. And I was just looking at, you know, our, our, is our business or more importantly, is our practice, like is our day-to-day reflective of our core values? And one of my core values is autonomy. Like I really want to be autonomous. I like to be able to make my decisions by myself. I don't want someone telling me what to do. Like, is that being reflected in my the way that I'm running my business? Because I think a lot of us get so obsessed with being that machine or with forgetting our humanity that we lose sight of, you know, who it is we are and what it is we value, exactly what you said, like our lifestyle. We mm. escape, you know, I mean, I use the word escape. We escape the nine to five because it's fucking bullshit and I had no autonomy. Then to come into my entrepreneurship and my creativity to then again lose my autonomy because I'm so beholden to other people like why would I allow that to happen and I've got to really remind myself that I'm here yes I'm here service to others but I'm also here in service to myself because I want to design a life that I love and I want to feel whole and full and you know have a huge capability for delight and pleasure like that's also why I'm here and mm. am I forgetting that? I think a lot of us forget that. Mm, absolutely. And I think if there's one kind of call to action that I'm going to take away and that I think, you know, would like our audience perhaps is bringing back the humanness to doing business with people. Yeah. Like let's, let's ask people how they are. Let's, yeah. you know, let's give people grace. Let's, you know, be real and check in and like remember that, there's going to be times in business where you are transacting and, you know, it might be as simple as, you know, going to Woolworths and doing the checkout. And, but then there's going to be those times where you're dealing with a, a real human and remembering that for yourself and being like, I'm human and this is okay. And then also what if we could all take that into how we do business with other people as yeah. well? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's only beneficial for us all when we recognize the humanity and someone else we recognize it in ourselves and it just becomes a much more compassionate, fruitful, abundant space to work within. Mm, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing today. And my pleasure. Insights and pretty much allowing me to debrief my life <laughs> on a public platform. <laughs> Nothing like it. Nothing like it. I love it. Always good catching up with you. Thanks for being here, Amy. Thanks so much, Kay. Thank you so much for tuning into the Startup Creative Podcast. If you get a chance, head to iTunes and leave a rating and review. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you get notified every time there's a new podcast up. See you next week.